Welcome teacher sellers to the Grow with Angie and April podcast. Angie and April are two full-time teachers pay teacher sellers who chat with each other daily about their businesses. They're opening up their conversations to help you grow your teacher store. Are you ready to listen in? Here we go. Hey, teacher sellers. Today, we're kicking off a blogging series by talking about the age-old question, blogger or WordPress. You can find everything we mentioned in this episode at growwithuspodcast.com slash episode 17. Hey, Angie, how's it going? It's going pretty good over here. How about you? Pretty good. So (laughs) are you excited about the fact that we're talking about blogs for the next few episodes? I am super excited. Hopefully (laughs) I can get my butt moving. Yeah, me too. I've had one forever, but I feel like sometimes I just let it go. And then other times I'm really motivated with it. So I'm hoping that doing this series will help us keep really motivated uh, because I need to really stay on it. And I've been bad about it lately. Yeah, that's definitely my hope as well. I feel like if people are watching me, maybe I'll do it more. <laughs> right. That's how we do everything. If <laughs> we have to hold ourselves accountable, other people hold us accountable and we do better with it. So we kind of talked about doing this and we were a little nervous because this is can start some really heated conversations over whether Blogger or WordPress is better. But I think that the whole point of this episode is to say that there's no right answer. It's very individualized. So for some people, Blogger might be better and for some people, WordPress might be better. And so it just really depends on what you need from your blog. And for us in particular, we use WordPress because there are a few things that that we need that aren't easy to do on Blogger um, and can be done on Blogger. It just takes um, hiring somebody to design it. And it's just a lot more work than if we just add a plugin or something. So that's kind of basically the the idea of this is uh, it might not be good for everybody to be on WordPress. So I think that is going to be a good takeaway from this episode. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, there are diehard bloggers, blogger people out there and diehard WordPress people out there and not not one of them is wrong or right. But I just feel like WordPress was best for me and what I wanted to be able to do. And Blogger was just a little more confusing for me. So it could be vice versa for some people. They find Blogger super easy and and WordPress confusing. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of pressure sometimes to to switch to WordPress without actually knowing why. So I think this is this will be a good episode to understand like why and when you would switch to WordPress and why and when you would stay on Blogger because there is a lot of value to staying on Blogger for simplicity's sake. Like a lot of the stuff it comes up pretty easily in Google because it is owned by Google and yeah. basically you get it designed and you add a post, you add a page, you don't have to do any of these extra things. So if you're not doing any extra things, moving to WordPress is, is a lot of time and money. And we're really going to hear about that, um, the fr- some of the frustrations with moving to WordPress from the guests that we have today. And I think that'll really help anybody who feels pressured to move from Blogger to WordPress, but doesn't know if it's right for them. I think that'll really help those people. Yeah, so I'm super excited. Um, we're going to introduce who we have on the show today. We have Danielle Knight here from studyallnight.com. And we brought her on the show because I know that she has gone from Blogger to WordPress and back to Blogger again. And I'm not sure <laughs> what she's on right now, but Yay! she's going to tell us a little <laughs> bit about that journey. And then she's going to help us, you know, kind of talk about the differences and why we've all chosen what we've chosen. 
Hi, Danielle. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here, and I am so happy to announce. I feel like I'm introducing the world to my newest child. Uh, I am on WordPress. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and um, oh boy, yeah, it's been a journey, and luckily and happily this time, uh, it was smooth sailing, and I'm very happy. So did you just switch back recently? Really interested in hearing what happened. (laughs) Okay, so... um, the switch back started in the summer uh, and, you know, it, it went from masterminding with uh, close TPT seller friends discussing the, you know, the advantages of being on WordPress versus blogger. Because, you know, it always starts with that conversation, right? When we learn a lot in our groups and our mastermind groups and with our friends and, of course, with your own research and your own reading. And that's where it started for me. Like, should I should I do this again? So I reached out to my blog designer, who I absolutely adore. Uh, am I? Is it okay to mention them? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I love Kristen Doyle, if you're listening, Kristen. So thank you so much. So Kristen was my blogger designer, and I was faithful to Kristen for a couple of years. But to go to WordPress, I did have to seek out a new designer. And I was really careful this time. I did a ton of research. I looked at a bunch of blogs that I admired and... I found one that many people had the same designer in common. So I reached out and that's that's where I am now. And I did launch last week. I am live with a WordPress site. And like I said, it's it was pretty seamless this time. But I, I do have a couple uh, things that we'll mention later in the podcast. Uh, if anyone's interested in doing this, things that you need to keep in mind. Yeah, I think it's really important to know that it's not so simple <laughs> to hire somebody um, because a lot of times... There are designers who design in Blogger and then and then want to design in WordPress, but they're not necessarily as familiar with the process as they should be in order to offer that service. And so you have to be careful when you pick a designer to make sure that they know how to migrate everything over properly because there's been a lot of people in the TPT world that have had some major issues with posts not being formatted properly, links being dropped, and things like that really scare people from moving from Blogger to WordPress. And it should scare people because if it's not done properly, it could really mess up your site. But if it is done properly, like you said, it's totally seamless. Well, you said something that just struck a chord with me because in 2015, when I tried this before, um, in 2015 for the audience, I attempted to go to a WordPress site and I used a designer. who I was happy with designing my blogger site uh, and it didn't go smoothly at all. And I was without a web um, website, WordPress blog for like four months. Because wow. there were just, yeah, there were, there were things broken. And oh, from what I understand, the problems were because the blogger site wasn't done correctly. So if everything is packaged up correctly in blogger, the migration to WordPress should go smoothly. And luckily this time, because of Kristen Doyle, love her, uh, everything did go smoothly. That's awesome. I I moved over my site by myself from Blogger to WordPress, and I did have issues because it was the first time I had done it. And to hear that other TPTers were having the same issues I had when I did it myself made me really upset because when you pay hundreds of dollars for a site, you shouldn't have to worry about any of those issues. So I guess it is kind of scary like that. And that's part of why I moved it over on my own because I'm scared to have anybody (laughs) touch my site, but I'm like one of the rare people that like, I love working with websites and I've been building websites since high school. And so I feel like I 
can, but I would never, I would never do it for someone else. <laughs> yeah, so actually that was April's disclaimer, everyone. She's been working on building websites since high school. <laughs> so don't yeah, don't do it yourself. Don't, yeah. Don't do this at home. <laughs> Let someone professional. And April also mentioned that she would not do it for anyone else. So don't ask April if she, if you can hire her, she's busy. And I will only walk, I will walk friends through it who know everything in advance that it's not going to be easy and you're going to end up putting a lot, a lot, a lot of work into it. But it is something where if you have the funds and this is something you really want to concentrate on, finding a really good designer is important. But I mean, sometimes you're talking about thousands of dollars to put into that. And so I think that scares people. And sometimes they go with somebody who's a couple hundred bucks and then they end up with everything all messed up. And so I would just tell people like, be really, really careful. Make sure that if you hire somebody to move you over and to do a new design in WordPress, that they have lots of references and you're able to look at the sites that they've done and talk to the people that they worked with. Because you can look at the site they've done and it looks like it's working great, but then you talk to the person and they're like, oh yeah, it was a total total nightmare. We've spent six months fixing things. So you really want to like check references. It's scary. <laughs> so April, you know, um, do you think the audience knows the difference between Blogger and WordPress? Like what the, like what our definition of the two platforms are? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure that we have some people listening who are not familiar at all with WordPress or maybe don't have blogs at all. But I do feel like there's a lot of discussions where people throw things out. So I, I've heard very commonly people throw things out like, well, if you're on Blogger, you don't own your site. And which is a valid argument, but we haven't had any issues with that. And I, I was on Blogger in 20, I mean, I think like 2005, maybe before, even before teaching, I was on blogger and never had an issue. So I don't think that's a good enough reason to switch. But what I, I personally think the difference between blogger and WordPress is, is you can basically build anything on WordPress. Whereas blogger, you're very limited to what you can do. You can make a post, you can change the formatting of your blog design. If you know HTML, uh, you can add a page but on top of that, like you can't do anything more complex. Okay. So can I piggyback that? Yes, please add to okay. it. Cause that wasn't a great definition. Okay. So <laughs> this is, this is where like before the podcast, I prepared this. So this is um, a great way to look at it. So blogger is owned by Google. It is a, what you see, what you get, uh, HTML editor for you to format a blog that focuses on content. How's that? That's so perfect. if you want to present content to your audience, Blogger is a great platform to use. If you see yourself down the road, maybe adding more layers to your blog and maybe start calling it a site where there's different aspects. Um, so besides like the brand awareness that you're offering content, you may offer, uh, you know, some video, you may want to offer opt-ins for a newsletter, maybe download a freebie, maybe a password protected page. Like, I think those things are awesome. And those things you can do on WordPress, which is also designed to, uh, take out the HTML headaches. Like it, would you consider that like a, um, a what you see, what you type of editor? Yeah. And you know, like 
there there are many, many, many things that I do on WordPress now that I could never do on Blogger. Right. And that was part of my frustration was with Blogger. Like I saw on somebody else's blog, they had like an opt-in at the end of their post. And you could manually add that to every post, but I wanted it to be formatted so that it looked like it was at the end, not the end of the post, but underneath it. And those kind of things couldn't be done. But I always tell people when they're like, well, should I switch to WordPress? It's better. I always say, well, what are you going to do on WordPress? If you're going to, that's a great, yeah. yeah, If you're going to write blog posts um, and you're going to maybe have like a contact page and about me or a product page or whatever, and you're going to make links in your menus and that's all you're doing necessarily. There's, there's no big reason for you to put the money into WordPress. If WordPress were free, then I would, it'd be different. Do you remember when we all ran out and got tripods, cameras, um, (laughs) video storage, (laughs) Uh, what else did we get? Microphones, <laughs> lights. So <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to do with all this stuff when I got it. But you knew you needed it. But I knew I needed it. Because- <laughs> right. Yeah, that happens a lot. It was that new shiny object. <laughs> yes, because in, in very great groups I'm in, we were all discussing that we needed it. So you know what that's doing right now? It's in the closet. Right. And I take it out when I need it. <laughs> so if you're going to do WordPress, uh, have a plan. Uh, know why you need it, like April just said. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree. I switched over to WordPress from Blogger when I only had a few posts on Blogger. So I think the transition went easier for me, but I did lose like all of my, all of my images. She forgets. forgets. I did. I lost (laughs) all of my images. And I could imagine that if I was someone that had like tons of posts, that would have been devastating to me because it was annoying to add the images back on like five posts. So, you know, you really, I think that's why a lot of TPTers start with blogger because of what Danielle said about just getting your content out there and kind of just like uh, writing posts for your audience. And if that's like all you're doing right Right. now, then I don't think that it's necessary for you to switch, but if there's things you want to do that's more, then yeah. Yeah. And you can still do great SEO with Blogger. I mean, like I said, it's built into Google, so it shows up great in search. I mean, there's a lot you can do. I don't necessarily think you need to switch to WordPress unless, like Danielle said, you you want to have a site. Like right now, I have a blog. I have several landing pages. I have my front page is a landing page, which sends people to my webinar. You know, it's really grown since I moved from Blogger, but, uh, and it's allowed me to customize it a little better, but I think we need to like definitely say that it's not an easy process to switch over unless you are paying really good money to have somebody professionally switch it over. And I, it also costs money to upkeep. So some of the things that I pay for on a monthly basis is hosting. Like uh, when I switched over from Blogger to WordPress, my site was going down a lot because I was paying like $12 a year for my host and they were horrible. So now, I mean, and now I'm on a traffic-based one. So I pay about $80 a month for my site hosting. And so Blogger is free, but I'm doing things that make it worth the money. Um, And I also have a really great fast host and my website is really optimized, but it's not cheap. And if I were just doing like regular blog posts, I would switch back to Blogger because that, I mean, it would save me a lot of money. (laughs) So when I had my blog on um, Blogger, I worked very closely uh, for the last like three years with Heather Hojo, who's a, um, she's a VA and she specializes in SEO. So that is a search engine optimization. 
because on Blogger, there's no plugins for SEO. Right. You have to know the tricks. Right. So I worked, I worked, it was very effective working with an SEO professional. And then over the last few years, I learned myself how to write a blog post for those SEO um, little tricks, like how to how to structure the blog post to optimize, you know, the, the page views and stuff. So I recommend the SEO background, whether you want to explore it yourself or hire a VA that knows how to optimize your blog posts. Uh, that was real. That was a big game changer for me. Yeah, I think that that is important, no matter if you're on Blogger or WordPress. Right. But it's something that you can definitely do in, in both. Like Blogger, there's like you said, there's tricks to it. You just have to you have to learn it. In WordPress, there are plugins. I think that everybody probably uses the same one, <laughs> um, right. but it, it makes it a little more user friendly. And that I do feel like WordPress is, you know, user friendly as long as you're not trying to do too complicated of things, because then you can end up with a mess um, in some not so user friendly situations. But it is nice to be able to just write in my keyword and have. Um, the plugins say, okay, you need to change it in your title. You need to um, add it to the first line of your blog post. You need to put it in the alt and the images. But if you know those things, you could totally do them in Blogger. So it, that's definitely not a reason to switch. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely doing all of those things when I was on Blogger and and it worked fine. But yes. Definitely makes it easier on WordPress because I don't miss all the little things that I would probably miss if I wasn't going through a checklist. Yeah, I think that's like the big the big reason that I love WordPress is plugins. Like if if you're on Blogger and you're like, okay, I really want to do X Y Z, it has to be put into your code, and it might not even be possible. But with WordPress, you put into Google, okay, I want to do X Y Z, and then you put at the end WordPress plugin, and usually like. 10 or 15 plugins will come up and you just have to kind of research, oh, okay. And that plugin seems to have good reviews, add it, and then it helps you set up what you want to do. So that is really convenient to me is when I have ideas, I don't necessarily have to hire like a developer or I don't have to code it in, or I don't have to just say, I can't do it. It's blogger. But there are many people out there who don't ever think that way. Like I don't, I'm the kind of person that every day I think, oh, I should add this cool thing to my blog. If you're not one of those people, <laughs> you might be better on Blogger because like, you don't want to mess with it. I know many people who don't want to mess with their blogs. They just want to write posts and like they probably have more time in their days because I spend way too much time coming up with crazy ideas for my website. So um, I'll tell you like today when we're, when we wrap the podcast, I am, I have a short list of plugins that I have to research and get them on my new site. One is for uh, traffic stats to track my page views that I believe I'm going to use the Google analytics. Yeah. Google an- analytics is awesome. Right. Not user friendly at all though. <laughs> Let's say that not user friendly. <laughs> okay. So offline, maybe in the comments, when you post the podcast, maybe we can share what you think. Cause I would love to hear your opinion, a, a more user friendly tracker maybe. Yeah. I like the blogger stats because I, I looked at them all the time. So there are similar plugins. I'll have to look. I used to use a couple of them that, that were very similar to the blogger stats because I was really comfortable with the blogger stats yes. too. And it, I liked that it showed me like over the month, here's this. There, there's a bunch of plugins for that. And the Google Analytics is is definitely not for that. <laughs> it's more it's more complex. Um, but now that I'm using UTM links with my site and a couple other things that 
and I'm tracking specific campaigns, I'm having to use Google Analytics. And it's not not something I would recommend to somebody who's necessarily new to WordPress. Right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot in there. But if you get used to like the things that you want to look for, and you kind of yeah, and ignore the rest, know where <laughs> to look for them, it gets a little bit easier. You know, there's certain things that I look at, and I just don't look at anything else on there, because I really just get overwhelmed by all that data. So then uh, the next thing was, I have to get a plugin uh, to back up my site, I guess, daily. Yep. Yeah, that's important. Something that I want to add about that too is is that like I think that's really important. But depending on your host, you might have an even better backup. Like my host images my site three times a day, and it keeps that backup for like ninety days or something. Okay, so I should check first, right? Yeah, my host has it backed up too, and thank goodness, so many times I've had to revert it back to where it was like the day before because I messed something up and I have no idea what I did. (laughs) Or a plug. Sometimes when you update a plugin, it has an interaction with another plugin. Um, And these are things too. Like sometimes when it has an interaction with another plugin, you'll have to get on there and deactivate each plugin one at a time to see what the problem is. Uh, Some people hire a WordPress guru. to come in and fix issues with their site. So like it definitely is a time and money commitment to have a WordPress site um, because it is more complex than Blogger. So I hope we're, right. I feel like we're going to be like talking people out of WordPress in this episode. No, even no, though, no, no. Like WordPress is great, but you need to be prepared. <laughs> no, because you know what? Maybe. Okay. So, you know, I, I was very lucky in 2015. I presented on blogging at um, TPT conference. And I was in that session. You were in there like in the front. I think there's a pic. I have a picture of you in the front. I was. I was. (laughs) I don't think I got, I don't think I got to make that one. You got, you should do it again next year. (laughs) So at the time, you know, I was really into like brand awareness on the blog. I, I was totally into writing blog posts with products in the blog post. Time. Everyone was like, Oh, that's, that's wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't have your products on the blog. And do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, it should just be content. Just be content. Well, okay. So I never really left that, but now that's all blogs really are. So instead of looking at your blog as like, oh, I, you know, just create tips and tricks for teachers. Your blog is your business page. It is. It is what's going to build your brand awareness. It's going to establish you as an expert. It is going to have your audience keep coming back because they're going to look to you to lead them in their classroom, and they're going to want you to tell you what to use to make, you know, to execute whatever you're promoting in your blog posts, you know, as far as like your, your tips and tricks go. So I love keeping people on my blog. So connecting your content to other posts are really important. And with that said, I think it's really important for, for teacher bloggers to know who they're blogging for. You know, I've been saying that since the start, you know, if you're going to put money and time into something, you have to get a return on it. You do. And especially, you know, with putting money into a blog or a website, you have to you have to get a return from it. Yeah, and you need to be tracking that return. I think that's really important to know is like Absolutely. You know, when I add up everything I spend like for WordPress, for maintenance, for support, for hosting, those things, you know, it ends up being 150 or $200 a month. And some people might cringe at that. Like that's so much money to spend on just your blog. But I can look at the TPT dashboard. I see it brings me a lot of traffic. 
But in addition to that, I know that I am engaging people through my blog, social media, and email list, and they're coming full circle. They're going to all three of them, hopefully. And it's giving me three different opportunities to reach my audience. And like, I know that my blog has, I guess I should say my website because it's more than just a blog now, but I know that it has provided me with way more than what the TPT dashboard says I'm bringing, which is still enough to be worth spending the money on it. But um, yeah, if you put that investment in, if you want to invest in being on WordPress and building a really awesome site, you got to make sure that you're getting the money back for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. To add to that, you know, it's just like, you know, I do these Facebook lives, right? And I love Facebook lives, but there's got to be more to doing the Facebook live. Why are you doing it? What are you going to do with it when it's over? You know, so there's other things you can do with that video. You can download it, put it on YouTube. Now you could take that YouTube video and embed it in the blog. So now you have like, yeah, so now you have three places. You have your Facebook page, you have your blog, and you have YouTube. So yeah, you need a return, like April said, if you're going to put time into anything, like, like Instagram. I love Instagram. You have to post for your audience. And I believe that if I'm going to spend time on Instagram every day, as we all do, right, I have to get a return from it. Definitely. And it has to be worth that time. Right. Like you can't spend an hour a day on it and then make $4. Yeah. Time is our biggest commodity. So if we don't, if we aren't getting anything back from it, we really shouldn't be spending our time there. And especially when we're so overwhelmed with all the things you need to really choose the things to spend your time on that really are giving you a return of some sort so that you can continue to feel good about spending your time on that. Yeah. And I, I think that's completely like 100% the important part. Cause I know I've recently had several friends who have come from blogger to WordPress, but they were on blogger getting a hundred thousand or 200,000 hits every month for a long, long time. And they wow. finally, yeah, they finally said, you know what, this is where most of my sales are coming from. I mean, how could it not be if you're getting that many hits? You know, that is, oh, yeah. you see, and these are people who, when you look up the TPT stats and you see what traffic's going to TPT, it's coming from their blogs. And so they said, you know what? I've been doing this for so long. I'm going to spend five or $10,000, hire a designer to bring me over to WordPress, make sure everything is, is a better user experience. And to me, like that's totally worth the money. They're going to get that money back really quick. And they're also just making it better for the teachers who are accessing it, making it easier for them to find their products. Um, like that is a really good investment. But like bringing it over from Blogger to WordPress just because, you know, your friend said WordPress is better and you want to make sure that you are doing everything everyone else is doing isn't really a good reason. Right. No, definitely not. What was your main reason, Danielle, for switching back to WordPress again? So I had a I had I had an experience in July. I'm I'm involved with this online conference and in my presentation I had this awesome like go to my page and download the resources that go with the presentation. And on Blogger I couldn't manage it. So I used Dropbox. So what happened was from so many people being in the live session they were all trying to access at the same time. And there was like, they overloaded the server, I guess. And so while the session's going on, I'm appeasing the, the attendees with like, I'm sorry, the, the server. It was just like, everything got crazy all at the same time. 
Yeah, it's hard when you're when you're not using like it's easier when you're using your own site and you know it's prepared for something like that. But yeah, yeah who knows when you're using Dropbox or Google Drive? It's it's correct, it's- right? <laughs> and then I realized too that if I put it on a WordPress landing page, I would have been able to provide a password for the resources right there on the page, and I probably would have had a better way of tracking the page views, the clicks on it. And it just would have been, it would have been better. I wouldn't have been, listen, I love Dropbox, but it wasn't, it was a way to just manage it because that was the only way I really had. I didn't want to do Google drive because of the whole, like sharing the link and the security. So if you're listening to the podcast today, Dropbox is a good option. Like if you're in a closed group and you want to send a file, but to send people to your web page and do a Dropbox password. It's just, it was hard. And that was, that was probably when I was like, okay, I can't do this. Yeah. That's, that's the thing too, is if it's, if it sometimes if it's, well, always, usually if it's free, it has limitations. So just like with Dropbox, like blogger, it's free, but it has limitations and those limitations are okay in most situations, but like the situation you're in, you were in like that limitation did not work out well because. So I do have the Dropbox uh, business. account because I use it for um, my TPT, the year-long bundles. And I believe I exceeded like, I don't remember what it was, but it just seemed like the better deal for me, I guess, with the business account. Yeah, I have one too because I have so many files. (laughs) Right. And um, I use it and I I really like Dropbox, but for what I was going to use it for at that conference, I mean, Angie, Angie and April, I think you probably remember there were a lot of people it was an online conference and all at the same time. Yeah, we had like 10,000 people and there were Yeah, thousands. that was pretty amazing. Yeah, there was way, there was over, there was over 20,000. <laughs> but like, but it, was, I, I totally lost track like the week before. But it was just, it got wild. Crazy. And then all of a sudden all these comments going, it's saying that the system's overloaded. I said, oh, I, this can't be happening. <laughs> so as such a good, that would have been, I mean, so, that's such an important opportunity for you to be sharing with your audience too. And to have something like that is happen is so frustrating, but yeah, you right. could have now in hindsight, well, when you, for when you run the conference again, when you have time, because right. that was a lot of work. Now, you know, like having a landing page on WordPress for that is awesome. And I love, like, I know a lot of people use lead pages and you can use that with blogger because that allows you to have um, opt-ins. I think you can link to it from blogger and that's not an issue, but it does integrate pretty well with WordPress. But I just use my WordPress blog at, for lead pages. And I, with plugins, was able to set up the same tracking. I was able to set up the email opt-ins and, and everything you could set up with lead pages, which is like 60 bucks a month. And that saved me money. So. All right. So I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I use um, Thrive Leads and Thrive Architect, which I think are like $70 each, but it's like a one-time thing. I don't like to pay monthly for stuff because, you know, we have like 50 monthly subscriptions already for things. Right. It's like a one time and you're done thing, but it thrive architect lets you do it. It's a page builder basically. And it's, but it's a good one that works well. Cause I've used some other page builders that had a lot of issues with other plugins, but, and then thrive leads is, um, lets you design all the email opt-ins. So, and that's been great because I can totally integrate it with all of my posts. And then I can like my homepage, if you look at it at performingeducation.com, that was made with Thrive Architect in like 20 minutes. Just these things are like so 
simple if you find a really good plugin, which I love. I, I can never go back to Blogger just because I do too many projects on my site, like too many. I wouldn't be able to do any of those projects on Blogger. Yeah, you're always doing projects on your site and it looks awesome. I've seen it go come so far in just the short time that I've been watching what you've been doing over there. And Thank you. I need to stop redesigning it though. <laughs> yeah, you just keep going. I know you just keep messing with it, but it looks great. Okay, so my newest thing is, you know, on my blog, I have all my video that's in my YouTube channel. I want it to be on my site, but I want it to look like a YouTube channel. Like I want my the page where the video is. I don't want it to be lined up um, like a column. I want it to look like a table. So that's my newest. I have to explore that. Yeah, try Thrive Architect. I think you would really like that because you can okay. drag and drop. You can drag and drop. You can basically like say, okay, I want three columns in this row, or I want four columns, and then you can just drag and drop the video module, and then you click on the video module, you put in the link to the to the video. And it, it sets it all up for you. The only thing is it doesn't auto-populate. Like if you added a new video, you'd have to go in there and add it. Right. But it you could basically make it look like anything you wanted to. That sounds awesome. That I love with WordPress is like anything I can think of that I want to do to my site, I pretty much can do it. It's just sometimes it takes a little work. It takes a little figuring it out. It takes a lot of Googling. <laughs> yeah, a little. But like I can make it look the way that I want it to look. Right. And that's just was the, my big thing about switching over. Yeah. But if that, the sound of doing that makes you feel nauseous, like don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, or if you're like, that's the thing. If, if the thought of like, of designing stuff on your blog and adding plugins makes you like really nauseous and you don't want to hire somebody to make additions to your blog and you just want to do like the blogging part, then blogger is a great option. Um, I guess that's, really the takeaway, but we really love WordPress. So it's hard to like have an episode, which is WordPress versus blogger. And even our guest, Danielle, who thank you, by the way, for coming <laughs> on, who was supposed to be our blogger person switched back to WordPress. <laughs> okay, but you want, so to give, I would like to give um, a shout out to two designers that I love. So like what April just said, so as a blogger lover, <laughs> I would recommend Kristen Doyle. Yes, popping apples. Not only is she so talented, she's also very kind and patient and very thorough and honest. I mean, there's everything that you would expect that you would want, like as in a designer, which is like just a person. She's amazing. And she has this great support group that those uh, or her clients are invited to be a part of. Yeah, I, I totally agree. She's awesome. I actually have a funny story about her in case she's listening. I don't know if she remembers this, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the conference when I was like small beans, I saw her and her badge was like, oh my gosh, you're chalking apples. And she looked at me like I was insane, which I was, um, <laughs> but she's so, but she's so nice. Like, and I've worked with her before too. And I totally agree. She's like great for all the blogger stuff. Yes. Um, and she's, she's like, um, I guess she's an expert with Georgia Lou designs, which can make your blogger site look like a WordPress site. It's a very clean, modern design. Yes. I, I love how that you can do that now. Yeah. If you, if you just want the look, but you don't want the responsibility and you don't want to do anything extra fancy, whatever with it, like that's a great option. Yes. 
that's what I had on my blogger site was a Georgia Lou design and it was very cool and she's really good at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And she also works with branding. Like she'll do your business card. She'll help you come up with a new logo. And I think the closed group that she has is so valuable. There's tips in there. There's things, just all kinds of, everybody communicates, very responsive. And for my WordPress site, I, um, I worked with Jumping Jack's Designs, Becca Paro, and well, her stuff is nice too. I love looking at Oh my God. Sites. So I hope she is listening and I want to say thank you to her. Also very patient, kind, and very thorough. Kept me totally in the loop the entire design process. And there was no time where I was like, what's going on? <laughs> that's one of my pet peeves. Like, Yeah, that's really important. It's I feel the same way when I work with people. I cannot handle the, it, especially if you email them and they don't like get back to you quickly or they're not updating you on, I just can't handle that. <laughs> no. Right. So, and I always, and I used to, I would just say to her, like, just let me know. I just like to know. <laughs> and she would answer me back right away anyway. But, uh, I was very pleased with it. And like I said, everything's great so far. I'm zipping around the WordPress dashboard, discovering things, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, fingers crossed. Everything keeps going, going really good. And listen, I, uh, Becca Paro from Jumping Jack, she also uh, redid my branding, which I've had for like six years. So this is the first time I've, I've got new colors. Uh, there's like a new little vector that goes with my logo. So that was, that was pretty trusting of me to be like, yeah, let's do it. And she did. And she did an amazing job. Yeah. And just know we're not, we're not getting any kickbacks for mentioning these people. <laughs> They're just seriously people that she has no. worked with and love. But if they, if they want to, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so, you know, I'll leave you with this. So everybody knows this. So like what Angie just said, there's no kickback. I did not tell Becca I was coming on here today till after the site went. So there was no like, oh my God, you know, I have to make sure it gets done well, or she's going to say things on the podcast. I wanted it to be um, organic, natural. <laughs> so afterwards I told her. That's awesome. Yeah. And we'll link, yeah. we'll link to both of them too in the show yes. notes. Um, and that way, you know, if you guys need to have a blogger blog design or a WordPress blog design, you have somewhere to start. And I know there's other really great designers too. My caution is always like, make sure that you talk to other people they've worked with and, and get information on like how the process was. Cause like you said, you said, oh, she really, everything was seamless. She kept me in the loop. Like there are designers who don't do those things. So you need to definitely make sure you Talk to people who have used them before. That's like a big. Yeah, definitely. And I did contact some of her clients that I knew. So, and I asked them, I'm like, how did it go? What'd you think? And everybody said, just great, 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 great. Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what you want to hear before you trust something really important to somebody, which is, I mean, especially if you have a big blog and you've had it for years, like trusting somebody with that is a big deal because <laughs> so many things yes. can go wrong and, and um, back up your blogger site before you let anybody in there. That's another thing too. If you're, if you're switching it over, like don't let anyone touch it until you've backed everything up. But still, when you've backed everything up on blogger, it's, it's not the same. You can't just reset it. Like you can reset WordPress with your host. So just make sure it's somebody that you know does a good job and you can trust. Brilliant. You know, April, um, before she went in and did the migration, I backed, like you just said, I backed it up first. It's like the XML file. It's like an XML file. Yeah. And then she did it, but oh, I good. did it first to make sure I had it. Good. Yeah. I'm sure you were really worried after your experience before. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you on that one. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I feel like this is a pretty good conversation about Blogger versus WordPress. And we'll start a thread in the mastermind group, which is growwithusmastermind.com. See if we can get a heated debate going on WordPress versus Blogger because I always <laughs> enjoy those um, because I love WordPress so much. But I think we can all definitely agree that it's on an individual basis. You know, Do what's best for you and your business. Don't jump on board the bandwagon just because your friends are you know, makes you understand it completely. And um, especially from your story, Danielle, I think people will will make sure that they have things in place before they switch over if they want to switch over. Yes. But it, it really is, WordPress really is awesome. We, we do love it. It's just definitely a commitment. Um, so that's something to take away from this episode. And the next, our next episode is also going to be on blogging. So make sure you come back and listen to that one as well. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, And we will talk to you guys later. So bye, Angie. Bye, Danielle. Thanks so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys. It was an honor. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. That's it for the Grow with Angie and April podcast. Make sure to rate and review so that this podcast can continue to reach teacherpreneurs around the globe. You can find the show notes and more about your hosts at growwithuspodcast.com.